This is Road to Revival, a journey guided by the gospel to welcome the next spiritual great awakening of our time with your host, Wes Roth. Over the past few years, we've seen in many places where people have claimed revival had come and that God's people were being stirred with a fresh awakening. And perhaps in some cases that was the truth. But it seems like in some cases what we saw were men and women preaching from the pulpit who decided for whatever reason that they were going to be the next revival superstar and stand among the likes of George Whitfield, John Wesley, Evan Roberts, and others. It's not up to us to judge the quality of their ministry. I feel confident that God will do that. I think we've all had questions about some of the things we've seen in the past with revival, and it can lead you to start to wonder, what is revival and why is it necessary? For us, when we're talking about revival, we are not talking about a three to five to seven day uh, festival of sorts where we post on the church marquee by the street that we're going to have a revival and have in guest speakers. When we talk about revival, what we are saying is we are asking God to bring us to a place where we are desperate for his touch and where nothing else will do but to have an increased relationship with God, where we come away from our sins as the people of God, and where we embrace not only the love God has for us, but the truth God has for us that he wants to bring into our lives. And, and it's that is what we're calling revival. If you look in the New Testament, one thing you find is in the upper room, a very powerful, powerful thing that has been stated and restated over and over and over for years is that when the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost, after the, after the apostles and the believers had gathered in the upper room after Christ had ascended, the Bible says they were basically of one heart and mind. Now, the reason why I mentioned earlier that we had seen various uh, purported moves of God where, in some cases, Christian superstars were made. The reason why I mention this is because when you look in Scripture and you see the Holy Spirit moving in people, and all of a sudden tongues of fire land on the apostles, it lands on the disciples, they're gripped with new power, faith, and fervor to go out and preach the truth, and their truth came with such discernment and such power that it was liberating, and people gladly confessed their sins and confessed them to God and to each other that they might be free, in many cases, for the first time in their lives. For the coming move of God, while I believe there will be men and women who gain a name, I am going to say that if the intent is to have a name to be well thought of, to be the next Christian superstar, then we've already missed the boat and our hearts are not in the right place. When we take a look at culture today, we see, we see people bound in sin, and we've turned the tolerance of sin into a virtue that millions of people want to have because they have no moral clarity about their lives. There's nothing coming into their lives from the kingdom of God that shows them the truth. And as Christians, we are people who claim we have encountered the living God and been changed by those experiences. And it is as a result of those experiences and knowing that the forgotten in the world are still forgotten, knowing that there are people out there today begging for the truth and hoping against hope that somehow God will restore and rescue them. It is because of these things that we have an obligation to seek 
God's face and to never, ever consider or worry about whether or not we're going to be the next Christian superstar in a move of God. And what you see with the apostles and the, and the, and the people that lived during that day and time in the upper room, you don't see them getting together trying to establish their latest move for the sake of gaining political power or for the sake of, of, of gaining, you know, three and four story homes and having all the horses in the world to carry them from one part of the Roman Empire to the other. What you see are people whom the Roman Empire had forgotten, but God did not. And God chose to move and work through the simple people, those who were convinced that there was no reason at all why God would pluck them out of their mundane existence and do something so dramatic that they would impact not only the world, but the kingdom of God for centuries and centuries to come. We are still motivated and powerfully impressed today by the sheer volume of power that came with the first through the third centuries uh, between the apostolic age and the end of the apostolic age and their disciples were still radically and powerfully motivated by the claims these people made, and I believe they were telling the truth. Jesus Christ is resurrected. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the fact that we serve a God who came in flesh and was later resurrected to bring salvation to the world ought to be enough to light us with fire and send us out into the streets whenever and wherever we can to preach the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Out there today in culture, we see so many people who have been forgotten, so many people who have been forgotten, not only by the church, but we have forgotten them. What if we saw a powerful revival come to the least of these? And by the least of these, I mean, what would happen? We have three million people incarcerated in this country today. I tell you truthfully, that if the Church of Jesus Christ would go in and serve our prisons in mass, those prisons would erupt in revival and the world would stand astonished. I tell you in truth that if we in the church made a mission because of the gospel of Christ, because of what Jesus has done in us, if we made it a mission to go out to California in San Francisco and Oakland and feed all the homeless, the thousands of homeless under those bridges, and overpasses out there, I guarantee you, the church would receive and revive its cultural authority because we would then be speaking and preaching of a kingdom that is eternal and will have no end. And I also tell you this, that every human heart out there, no matter how dark it seems, no matter how far away from the gospel of Jesus Christ they seem to be, the kingdom of God is the perfect fit for the heart of man. And I'm going to say this for years to come, the kingdom of God is a perfect fit for the heart of man, and it is the only perfect fit out there. We will only find this in Jesus. I know there are many Christians today who admire Buddha or they admire Gandhi. Admire those people for who they are, but make no mistake, they are not the Messiah. Make no mistake, they brought nothing divine into the world in and of themselves. Only Jesus Christ did that, and he is the image of the invisible God translated in a sense for us in a way that we could finally receive even if we did not understand. And that truth is so powerfully important, it cannot be overlooked. And I'm going to say right now that I firmly believe that God wants to bring a powerful spiritual revival 
to the United States of America, not only revival for spiritual values, for spiritual truth, to ignite our hearts with the fire of the kingdom of God and bring deliverance where it's needed, and that there will be a day of deliverance for any who asks. But I'm also saying that God intends to restore the principles of freedom that led this nation to become a light among the nations. And those principles of freedom have their biblical basis and foundation in the kingdom of God. They were conceived in heaven, and it is our job as Christians to not only preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, but to work to ensure that the government of man reflects the highest values of the kingdom of God. Now, I realize there are a thousand different ways people think this thing should take place, but I'm going to say right now that the Holy Spirit is going to lead this, and it is our job to come to our Savior daily in prayer, crying out for the soul of the nation, for the people whose hearts have been devastated by sin, but they don't know where else to go because they cannot believe that it is possible that a man was resurrected from the dead and is the Savior of the world. It is so impossible for so many people to believe. and when they, But when they come to the time and the place where they are ready to ask God for faith, they will find that the Father God in heaven is capable of delivering that faith. And it is through faith that we finally see. Every other sight is less than the sight that faith brings. That is the way. This is the way of God. And we have to remember that so many people out there think that faith is weak because it doesn't function according to the strictures and structures of logic. But logic is only one way to ascertain truth. And we are not just logical beings. As someone else once said, and it was not me, but as someone else once said, we as Christians, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And the prime mover of all things, that being God, has determined that his temple is going to be in the hearts of mankind. When Jesus Christ rose from the dead and ascended to his father, it was then that the nations of the world were given to Christ as his inheritance, and nothing has changed. Jesus Christ is still the Lord of the earth. And us as Christians, we as Christians, learning how to walk in him, learning how to be in him, learning how to function in God's favor, and learning how to walk with the light that God intends to give us daily in our prayer times with him. We, as those people, by living that lifestyle of faith and prayer, we show the world that we have a hope for a country that is not bound on this earth. It is in heaven, that the kingdom of God is not only something we experience now, but it is a reality we will have after we die. And the world is dying to know this truth. The world is hungry for the grace and the compassion of Jesus Christ, and they are going to fight to keep their right to sin, and they're going to fight to keep their rights to be their own little gods and to be the determination, the determination point of their own destiny. However, there's going to come a point in time where they're going to get tired of running, and they're going to get tired of not having that perfect fit for their heart, which they will only find in the kingdom of God, they're going to become disillusioned with everything they've tried that did not give them the hope and the freedom that they need. Ladies and gentlemen, when that happens, may God raise us up. Let us let the truth of God be in our mouths. Let, let, let God take each one of us as he did for Isaiah and put a coal from underneath the throne of God to touch our lips. May he forgive our sin and purge us of our sins 
and set us free, and may God be glorified. We are praying for a revival of faith in this nation, wherein the consuming fire of God will come into every Christian heart that is ready, willing, and able to receive it, and that consuming fire will destroy everything that has no eternal value, and what we are left with we will see as the truth. And it is by the light of God that we will become free. It is by the light of God that he uproots even the idols and the sin in our own life, and it is by the light of God that we find the freedom that we were made for. And as Christian singer Rich Mullins once said, we have a responsibility before God to be free. If you don't know your freedom is in Christ Jesus today, if you're a Christian who is struggling, not, let me encourage you, reach out on via our website, revivalin2020.org. Reach out, send us an email. We will pray for you. We are more than willing to talk with you. At our heart, we are pastors, and we are here to preach the truth of the gospel of Jesus. And revival, ladies and gentlemen, is coming. God is going to bring a fire to the earth that will consume everything that is lesser, everything that is lesser than who he is. God bless you all. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Thank you for listening to Road to Revival. God has said we can call out to him and he will show us great and mighty things that we do not know. Now is the time to call on his name. Join us for more podcast episodes and learn more by visiting RoadToRevival.com. Everybody here looking for revival.